Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And uh, this is the... Uh, I what it was for a minute. This is the H&J <laughs> Day, our podcast with the best bits of this afternoon's show. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we were joined by the organiser of the World Excel Spreadsheet Championships, which took place in Vegas. A sport we've not. never covered before. We haven't and probably won't again. It was basically people with an audience filling in Excel spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> but it was very grim, popular. Oh, yeah. There was some British interest in it, so uh, stay tuned for that. Danny Cowley, former manager of uh, Lincoln, Huddersfield and Portsmouth, joined us. We talked loans, good loans and bad loans. And he was fascinating on it, wasn't he? He was. Really interesting. interesting, yeah. About uh, when you get it right, just how... Uh, Good it can be, as he found at uh, Huddersfield. Yeah, anyway, parties, yeah, it's interesting. That's right. Um, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We did. Covered yeah. some ground. Did a bit of Clive Murray. I had a, a marketing idea for Jack Grealish. We, I've tr- I'm, I'm Andy's agent now, trying to drum up some work. We didn't get much, I've got to be honest. No, it did not a lot flooding. So, really um, anyway, uh, there it all is. Here, um, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> at the moment, Andy. Can you see? This is Louis Saha in his oh, car. Yeah. It looks like he's remaking Marion and Jeff. <laughs> like, like he's bought the rights from Rob Bryden. He has. Just sitting in his car, <laughs> waiting to pick somebody up. Anyway, he doesn't get us anywhere. It's no. on the telly. Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Paul. And Howard Webb yeah. has said it was very hard to be annoyed with uh, Simon Hooper, but he said Simon was devastated as after the Manchester City Tottenham game. Yeah. He refereed the game really well for 93 minutes. But knows this is going to be the only talking point. I said afterwards, just hold your hands up. It's difficult to be annoyed at a remorseful man. I'm sure Erling Haaland thought the same yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was going through his mind. Uh, yes, I did watch um, match officials mic'd up last night. I'm, I'm just, yes. I like it's like rubbernecking. I can't help watching it when it goes no, out. I, I watch it go live. Apparently, Michael is a bit more. He's like, no, yeah, he's got a bit more Paxman. No, now. I tell you what it is. Um, I think in the end, he took some heat last week. I think he has for the first couple, Michael Owen, because he just he came across as a bit of a patsy. Hmm. And it all felt quite staged, you know. So, you know, Howard Webb would explain what had gone on. And then Michael would say almost like he was doing that helicopter ad again. Well, that's all very well, Howard. But (laughs) what if blah, blah, blah. And Well, funny you should say that, Michael. It's like they were doing a sort of in-house training video on a low budget. But to be fair, um, you kind of sense Michael said... I'm not doing that anymore. I'm putting myself on offer. I want to say how I feel about mm. some of these. Dis- and he was saying last night, well, if that would be, I would be annoyed. And as a striker, I don't understand. And even last night, he was having a pop at the handball rule, saying, we've got a problem with... And even, even Howard uh, Webb. Oh, Howard oh, this was off the back I saw of the, that bit because I watched yeah, the Yeah, the Villa-Arsenal one. Mm. And he was sort of saying, yeah, look, he almost agreed that, uh, that the law get, is an you've ass. You've got to get David Ellery in the studio and say, hey, you've got a wonderful situation where you've got one bloke 
who's handled it, Cash, and the other bloke who's handled it, Havertz. Yeah. One's handball and one isn't. Do you think that's a good rule? Yeah. Oh, yes, I think that works really well. Well, you don't. Well. I, mean, he'll just, I mean, he's never, ever going to admit he's wrong, is he? Let's, let's be honest, him or Kalina. So we can, we, I think that ship has sailed. But around Simon Hooper, mm. watching that back, he, I mean, listening to it in real time, he blows the whistle and he goes, oh, sorry. Yeah, he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't say it to anybody. He almost sort of apologises to everybody. You can see on his face. It was written on yeah, his he, face. He, look, he made a mistake. I know. I mean, I know it, it. I know it feels small, bad. But, you know, mm. Erling Haaland missed two sitters in that game. He made a mistake as well. I know I can be very philosophical about it because we benefited from it. But still, uh, it mm. was it was a human error, wasn't it? you got to cut him I some know. slack. Colin him. Manning wrote to the Sun. He's not happy with the refs. Oh, he isn't says, he? OK. English Premier League refs are diabolical. This is the bit I don't get. If one of them was on celebrity catchphrase, right. they would think they were looking at a VAR screen and book Mr Chips. How does that work? That is That's a bit of a leap of... Uh, yeah. Rubbish. <laughs> um, referees on game shows. It's only ever been one, hasn't it? Hugh Dallas on Family Fortunes. Oh, yeah. The Scotland World Cup referee. Don't you remember? We found the yes. old footage, didn't we, on fantasy football, yeah? Mike, uh, Mike Dean was on uh, with Michael McIntyre and Peter Crouch with a midnight call. That's not called midnight call. A midnight... No something. Train to Georgia? No. <laughs> the thing that Michael McIntyre... In Moscow? Was, no way. Oh, OK, fair he enough. He goes around to somebody's house yeah. at midnight and, w- and when they've gone to bed and then basically storms in. You must have seen that. OK. Isn't that breaking and entering? <laughs> OK, I've, I've not seen it, Andy, but you're making it sound like uh, <laughs> yeah. quite worrying. Uh, um, well, somebody yes. made me laugh on the Chelsea website last night because I don't they? know if you heard Owen Hargreaves anecdote at, at half just before half time I think it was about uh, painting a fence painting it for one of the coaches for one yeah. of the coaches at Bayern Munich and this bloke called Percy I don't know his real name this is his name on the website he said fascinating anecdote there from Hargreaves about painting a fence could only have been made more interesting by having video of the paint drying <laughs> <laughs> oh, they savage cut, they cut to a picture <laughs> of one of the uh, Bayern uh, physios and he was on the bench yeah. and obviously he told I mean he he queued up Darren yeah. Fletcher because um, it was Darren, wasn't it, doing mm. the game last night? Mm. He queued him up because uh, uh, Darren said, um, oh, that coach there, man, you know well. Yeah. And so this was this was mm. Owen's moment to yeah. tell his story. The bottom line was, he said, uh, yes, Darren, he said, uh, I, he had me painting a fence on the day of a match <laughs> once when I was at Bayern. He went, oh, okay. So um, he said, and it was a match day as well. He said, did he said no? In the end, he realised I'd be tired, so he stopped me uh, painting the fence, and I went and played. And it kind of fizzled out a bit. He just, I mean, Piers Morgan's booked him for that one. I don't know if he's on the after dinner circuit, uh, Owen. I don't know if he's. Uh, that's, uh, come tell the do the fence one. Do the f- yeah. So people shouting out, wanting more. I was watching the goals. If you've show. got a story for yeah. us that kind of fizzles out a bit today, with, I mean, maybe we should celebrate it a bit more. I mean, everybody's got a story like that. You I know. have. So all of my. Anecdotes. If you've got some, if you've got a, I mean, after in celebration of Manchester United's tepid, lukewarm performance last night, let's have a few tepid, lukewarm mm-hmm. anecdotes that go nowhere. Maybe you told one in public and then realised it was absolutely going nowhere. I mean, we've done that plenty of times. <laughs> so uh, do let us know this. If you've got, a, if you've got a fairly uh, terrible anecdote or one that uh, you know somebody who kind of tells this one a lot, thinking it's an absolute doozy and it and it isn't. Are we doing what's your dad's name? <laughs> We're not doing what some another radio station did that yesterday. What's your dad's name? It's the so worst I've, text topic for radio I've ever heard. Really? Wow! And, and we've been doing this a long time. Going, Hello, my dad was called George. Oh, tremendous! Who cares? Do you want to know what the listeners' dads' names oh, are? I do. What was your dad's name? My dad did have quite an unusual name. His oh, okay. Oh, so suddenly it's interesting. <laughs> no, it's not it? interesting. 
interesting at all. <laughs> Only to our family. Yeah. He was Jacob Gabriel Jacobs. Jacob as, Jacobs? Known as Jack. J- Jacob what? Jacob on Jacobs. on his birth certificate, it was Jacob Gabriel Jacobs. Yeah. Wow. It's a bit odd, isn't it, really? But ja- Gay Jacobs. Wow. Jacob Jacobs. Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's been, like being called Andrew Andrews. Do you want to know mine? Who's Andrew Andrews? <laughs> saying, it's that sort of name, isn't it? Not if no one's <laughs> called it, I wouldn't think. You know, Tony Tony, for example. Well, Anthony Tony. And <laughs> See, well, Ivan's lad, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH and J 03717-0371-7. Oh, oh, William, you want to know my dad's yeah, uh, name? Course, yeah. Stepdad's name was uh, Leon. See, it doesn't really take us anywhere. Does it? <laughs> Just basic facts. <laughs> basic, basic facts. Tremendous, isn't it? Um, but no, he apparently filled three hours of radio yesterday, so yes, don't knock it. No. <laughs> um, so, coming up today, yes. Uh, as fans, you'll forgive most things really if your team come out and they go butch and sundance and they give it a proper old go mm. um you you can understand it and almost you know losing sort of 3-1 or 4-2 to Bayern last night would have uh, felt you know yeah. okay I it was a sort of anemic performance wasn't it it's the really? same i mean yeah. we experienced this as tottenham fans against milan last year and you turn up the crowd are up for it you could tell that at the start of the game and within 5 minutes mm. as a fan base you think no, this ain't happening. You can tell. I mean, I know Chelsea are useless, but the fact is, last week against United, they, United pressed and they put so much into the game. In a way, they didn't at Newcastle. They certainly didn't against Bournemouth. They certainly didn't last night. You think, that's mad. Why do you only get up for that game? It, it, there's something, you know, there's something not right there. But, you know, I thought Mark Goldbridge was good on breakfast this morning. He, you know, he said, you can't fire Ten Hag no. at this point because there's new ownership coming in, in effect. And, he, you know... They've got to see what they yeah. want to do. There's they nothing need you can do. They, they've basically got to stick with him, probably to the end of the season. They, they need a few months to look at the setup. Definitely, yeah. it would be mad. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You were asking uh, earlier on what's your dad's name, uh, but only because someone else asked it yesterday. Yeah. Just so you know, my dad's name was John. Says David Tunbridge. Is that what it was like when you heard it, it yesterday? It was, it was. My dad's name I mean, is I might be Pete. Doing this I only heard... Right. I didn't hear the beginning when he oh, set okay. it up, but all I just heard was just a succession of people coming on and all... In a bit like this? Saying, yeah, like that and saying... Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, see, when you marry into a name... So I'm Simon Haley and my wife is Haley Haley. But what are you going to do? I mean, when they met that first time and you yeah. said, what's your surname? And he said, Haley. He said, oh, blimey, my name's Haley. I hope this relationship doesn't work. <laughs> I had a mate in school called William Williams. My dad's name was just Peter, so not particularly interesting. Uh, you were after anecdotes that don't go uh, anywhere. What about the section you did on the Beatles the other week? That was a wet sparkler in a monsoon at best, says Mark from Leeds, <laughs> who we know for a fact speaks like that. He Mark. does. He may come from Leeds, but he actually does. <laughs> does he he really? hates the Beatles, Mark. He often gets in touch. Yeah, Good afternoon, Mark. Isn't it, really? yeah. um, I, if I went on Mastermind, that Andy Jacobs is my specialist subject, would... Clive Myrie say to me, yes, the ex-gent fashion retailer and buyer of elasticated trousers from the Sunday supplements, host of the legendary birthday spread and most famous for his scolding rants at Chelsea Football Club, the England cricket team and people who write into newspapers, (laughs) getting his words wrong on air and his internationally renowned catchphrase, what's the point? That's that's perfect, isn't it? Honestly, he's working on a kind of AI version of me. Yeah, I I think he is. just stay at home, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, I could work with the AI version, it might be a little bit easier. Not Jacob 
of By plumbing way, and gas fitness. Up 24 year career in about four lines. It doesn't take much. Tremendous. Yeah, I can. I'll put that in the eulogy. I'll, I'll, I'll print that off. Well print done. That off. Thank you yeah, very much. I'll put that in the eulogy. Um, Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet T S H and J to get in touch. This afternoon, we're looking for anecdotes that go nowhere. A bit like uh, Owen Hargreaves painting a fence one last night. <laughs> but it wasn't his fault. He set off, but he's got a football match to commentate. Yeah. What made it worse is that he was about three quarters of the way through a, a, an anecdote going yeah. nowhere, and there was an incident, and Darren had to break <laughs> in. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your anecdote. It was a blessed release, wasn't it? A 50-50 tackle. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Rashina Shah there, founder and director of Insane Grain, uh, as it eaten and promoted... Um, by Harry Kane. Well, that's got to be good. Yeah. I just love the idea that uh, idea that uh, the young lad from sort of Hyams Park has got like a commercial team who looks after him. <laughs> yeah, it's Ridgeway we... Rovers player. But he has His to. old team of commercial people looking know. for opportunities in the <laughs> snack industry. <laughs> Football's a very different game. Although I suppose it wasn't. Stan Matthews would be out there, wouldn't he? Sort of um, oh, yeah. promoting yeah. woodbines. Dennis Compton for yeah. brokering. I mean, they all, you know, they all yeah. did commercial work, even yeah. the top still players. Still paying even, out. Even back in the day. <laughs> really? I don't know. Think, they still make Do you think the Compton, family, yeah. the Compton family still get a rake off from brokering? I doubt it. <laughs> I, doubt I think it. there must have been. We'll ask Nick. We'll get him on. Maybe he gets a, maybe he gets a check every year. Maybe he gets free brokering for life. I have brokering for a long time. Well, I'm, I'm not surprised. You haven't got any hair. <laughs> It'd be a bit pointless. You go in there and buy it. <laughs> Brings back memories. I used to it? like it, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, there it is. It's still available. Okay, well, yeah, it's still out there. And it's a big brand. They do a load of other stuff as well. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you could become the face of Brill Cream. <laughs> Andy Jacobs, what about that? Oh, really? Fantastic. Give him a call now. I, I'm his business man. I'm looking for opportunities oh, yeah. in the grooming industry for my client Andy Jacobs. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you want to take Andy on as the face of your product, whatever your product is, maybe you've got a carpet shop in real, um, run it past me first. As, as I'm, but I'm looking for all sorts of commercial opportunities for my client Andy Jacobs. You know Andy Jacobs, the talk sport. What do you mean you've never heard of him? Andy Jacobs, the talk sport presenter. So you might, you've, no, Talk sport, the radio station. Oh, what's the point? Um, uh, which other ones we got? My dad's name is Pete. My name's Peter. Yeah, you're right, Andy. It's not really going anywhere, is it? Not really. My dad's name is Paul McCartney, says Mark from Leeds. Oh, he won't let it go. I should have really read it. He caught me out. My name is Paul McCartney. Yeah, don't do that one anymore. Um, what else have we got? I think he secretly loves the Beatles yeah. myself. Hearing you wanted to hear about anecdotes that go nowhere, I have a mate who lives next door who has a really good one but couldn't remember the detail. <laughs> I just went round to ask him about it. His wife answered the door and explained he'd just gone down the shop to return some out-of-date milk he'd purchased this morning. Sorry, I couldn't give you his story, but this is somewhat ironic. I think, yeah, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. That's something else we might run past the listeners today. You're having a bag of crisps, aren't you? We've had a long day today. We we did a little bit of work earlier on. It involved us uh, chatting to our old mate, Tony Cascarino. It was fun. It was fun, yeah. We came in... Early, I see you may see the fruits of that on uh, social media soon. But incoming, Andy has a very structured day. That mm. won't surprise you. He has a very structured day. <laughs> doesn't eat lunch. He has a big breakfast, mm. and then he doesn't eat during the day till he gets home. He's normally starving, though, aren't mm. you? It does. I mean, your body. Yeah, yeah your blood well, no, sugar. Only drops. when I, when I get 
home I'm starving, not yeah. here. It no. works quite well over the we years. Had, uh, so we've had a bit of a long day, mm. so Andy has gone to the vending machine. Last time he went to the vending machine, he got, bought a bag of crisps and he thinks they cost him 45 quid. <laughs> so he's not great at using the vending machine. I worked out how machine. to use it this time. Oh, top work. How and the crisps go down? my old favourite, plain crisps. You can't, well, whatever happened to plain whatever crisps? Whatever happened to plain crisps, yeah. that's what I always say. Uh, the best mm. worst present you ever got. I mean, I've just seen someone uh, on social media asking, can you still buy ear trumpets? And they, they were a bit of a, a, a stock, you know, you had a kind of comic character, an mm, old man, yeah. old woman character back in the day, before the days of hearing yeah. aids. And they would have like a sort of long cylindrical metal thing. I read a book called The Hearing Trumpet. It was all about this woman who had this thing. And right. She, yeah. No one realised that she could hear anything. Okay, the ear trumpet mm. that would you shout into it. It's a comic. I said yeah. Nan! And they, people yeah. would shout yeah, into yeah. it. But I would imagine that would be the best worst present you ever got. Uh, it's a bit like um, I was once given for Christmas by somebody I can't remember who, a duck call. Do you know the sort of things you buy from oh, a, hun- yeah, yeah, a hunting shop? Yeah, that j- just makes the sense. So, if, so but, the other ducks think it's you know yeah, it's a mating call. That's right. And so, mm. uh, but um, yeah, somebody bought me one of those. I absolutely loved it. Really? I mean, it just it was honestly it would Did break the attract? break the ice at parties. <laughs> it was that it was that sort of thing. Did you so attract the, any mallards to use the no, tabloid term? I, I, I can't I, I say did, duck again. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I don't, not that I can remember, but it was. <laughs> you get a funny look in Tesco's. <laughs> you know, you imagine you just kind of sneak round one of the aisles and, and give it the old duck call. It was a joy. So the best worst present you ever got, if you want to share those with the class today, uh, talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Do you know what? I, I wouldn't buy myself mm. one. It's the sort of thing I wouldn't buy for myself, a monocle. I quite like the idea of a, of a prescription monocle. Monocle. Because you, you're sitting there and, you're, you know, you haven't got your glass, but you want to read something quickly. Yeah. Just to put on, just the, the old single monocle. Attached. I'd have to buy a waistcoat to attach it to. Johnny Craddock. Yeah, that's right. I mean, who could bring those back? The who could make those? to wear a monocle on British television. If Jack Grealish started to wear a monocle... <laughs> Not 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 mid game, but I'm talking about if suddenly in the middle of match of the day, if there's a serious story, Gary gets out his monocle. So he comes off the coach, and all the kids are going, Jack, Jack, Jack. So he goes over, and mm. will you sign this for us, Jack? I'm your biggest fan. He says, Yeah, no problem. And then suddenly he just puts a monocle in and signs it. They go massive again, wouldn't they? they That's would. all it needs. Jack, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry, Andy. No, I digress. No, no, no. At I all. know you've got a hard-hitting news sport agenda you want to go through. <laughs> well, talking of Jack Grealish. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's beautifully done. <laughs> he enjoyed a treble winner chicken dinner. He did. As Nando's closed for his private Christmas party. That's right. He took over a Nando's. I love this bit. And the Perry Perry purveyors. Cause you can't say <laughs> Nando's again. You know, yeah, you can't say Nando's again. Laid yeah. on a personalised menu. Yeah. How personalised could it have been? It included football-themed headings such as kick-off and offsides. Yeah. But it'll still be their regular food. Isn't it calling it something like no, that? No, that's why you're going there. You don't want them to go off-menu, do you? If you go to Nando's really. and take over a Nando's, you want Nando's. Regular punters denied entry to the diner in Shirley West Mids were not Private entirely party. out of the con. Yes. Uh, but uh, Jack and his former... Did his guests still have to queue up in the same way? <laughs> Did they have to say, go up there and put the... <laughs> Chicken in the table and do all that. Did they have to go through the same no, process? I'm glad to think that's all part of the experience. Yeah, isn't it? Hopefully, I, yeah. I used to go every Friday, Andy. Is that still a regular haunt of yours? No, pre-COVID it was, and then après COVID they changed the restaurant completely. They, they, they sort of 
you know, because they try to get him less tables. And, right, OK. And they just destroyed the whole thing. I don't know why. It, it suddenly it was nowhere near as popular. It used to, people used to line up to go there. And, really? Yeah. Affected the business? Yeah. I'm not sure the phrase, at pray COVID, you make it sound <laughs> kind of touch exotic. <laughs> don't you like, we're all going to sit around drinking <laughs> glue vine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, do you want this week's COVID. Clive's intros? I, don't, I didn't like COVID, but I enjoy Atbury COVID. Yeah, that's really, that's all I go for these days. Anyway, yeah. Clive's mastermind intros. Oh, yeah, Clive Myrie. Now, um, you've, you've... Thank you. You've taken against doing the specialist subject because you've run out of them. You yeah. don't know much, do you? So oh, well, they came... I did it for about yeah, No, you did pretty weeks. well. You did pretty well, actually. So, um, but you do like to point out mm. the way they describe the specialist subjects. Clive, trademark way of doing it. Yeah. Okay. I just think that he doesn't really need to add anything to a lot of them. For example, uh, this week was yeah. the sitcoms of Peter Kay. I'd say that's entirely self-explanatory, but no. Yes, the television comedy shows starring the BAFTA-winning actor and writer. So not Peter Kay, the senior plumbing inspector of Sydney, New South Wales. Oh, OK, good. I love the way you make it a global search. That's very good. Uh, Bridget Riley. Yeah. Yes, the British artist who experimentation with optical illusions puts her at the forefront of optical or op art movement of the 1960s. Oh, come on, you need that information. Not Riley Plumbing and Heating of Chigwell in Essex. You didn't know Bridget Riley was, <laughs> did you? Of course I know Bridget Riley is, okay. but then I'm, I'm interested in art. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's Go on, brilliant, then. actually. Yeah. Uh, the Winter Olympics, 2002 to 2022. Okay. So that is a limited window, isn't it? Absolutely self-expression. But Clive had to say... The winning get no, not the winning. The Winter Games. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember my own writing. It's quite dark in our flat when I wrote it. The Winter Games of the twenty first century. That's, yes, I've written that adds nothing. Not winter plumbing tips. Then I could and never take any of that in. With respect mm. to anybody who's ever been to a, a Winter Olympics, mm. if I had to sit down and really brush up on the Winter Olympics two thousand two to two thousand, he did hopelessly. Oh, it, it just wouldn't stick. No, the thing is, it was, it, it was one of those subjects you could see. He was sitting there, the bloke, and he's thinking. They're not asking me the things I know about. Yeah. They kept asking about individual events over the Winter Olympics, not things like, well, which city held it in this point and how long, you know. The, I think that's what he was hoping for. And it, it just, it was useless, really, and no disrespect. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> He's listening. He's obviously a sports fan, though it's a pretty good chance he would be. How'd he do on the general knowledge? Uh, not that great. Oh, okay. Sorry, mate. The, the history of St Albans. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. The historic English city and its environs, which had been inhabited since before the Roman invasion of Britain. Yeah. Does that include the pubs in St Albans? <laughs> yeah. When he says environs. And it doesn't include the history of the St Albans Plumbing Company of Delfield, St Albans. Oh, St Albans, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. There yeah. you go. Never mind. I am going to, I'm thinking of... They keep Clive keeps inviting people to enter for yeah. next years, and I'm never going to be on the celebrity one because I'm not like Andy Goldstein. I've yeah, been on telly. So well, now I'm I your agent. To... Can, <laughs> can I you became, get me on the celebrity? I became uh, Andy's uh, agent today. <laughs> we we spoke uh, to Rashina Shah, who is in the snacks business, and uh, she approached Harry Kane's people, and they were looking for opportunities in the snacks business. And I thought that's that's where Andy's getting it wrong. Yeah, Andy's also my client, really? Andy Jacobs. Is, um, show him the money is what I'm saying. He's also <laughs> looking for opportunities in the snack business. If you can offer anything to my client, Andy Jacobs. I mean, he's Andy Jacobs from TalkSport. He's, he's, 
he's a bit of a big deal. So uh, if if you've got any suggestions, any openings for him, things you might like him to do, um, well, well, we'll have a chat off here. But uh, <laughs> no do let us know this small. afternoon. Talk, no, no job, no job too small. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine tweet TSH and J. Jimmy says I once got a pair of remote remote controlled football boots from my grandma. Ooh. What are remote controlled football boots? No, it's I have a no bit idea. Wallace and Gromit. That sounds like, <laughs> doesn't it? You put your feet in them really? and they shuffle you about. So. <laughs> The best worst present you ever got. Maybe I'll get that monocle one day, only after Jack Grealish makes him popular again. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. I was reading uh, yesterday that uh, Everton may recall Mason Holgate, their defender from Southampton. He's made five appearances for the Saints. It was a season-long move, which was signed in uh, August. Sorry, Andre Santos. He's made no appearances, I don't think. Certainly no starts. Where's he gone to? Forrest from Chelsea. He's at Forrest. Mm. He's not been involved. Um, and funny, even as a fan, you get a bit frustrated when you see one of your players go out on loan because you think it could be the making of them. They don't get game time. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it is equally for managers. I'm sure there's all sorts of reasons why it happens. So we thought we'd look at loans good and bad in the company of a manager who's been there and done it. Former Lincoln City Huddersfield and Portsmouth manager Danny Cowley joins us. Hiya, Danny. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, thank you. You're at St. John. I see you watch. We when you popped in and saw us in the studio, we were talking about your daughter who uh, plays for England, and you, you, we find you at St. George's today, don't we? Yes. Yeah, I'm at St. George's Park today. So yeah, just having the opportunity to watch, watch her play, and actually the, the the England under 16 boys are playing this weekend as well. They've got two games against Ireland and Holland. So just interesting because obviously they're only under 16s at the moment, but within 18 months, two years, the, these boys will be available to probably League, League One, League Two clubs on loan. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to have a watch of them as well. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've heard the yeah. idea that too many loans is not good for a team because the players aren't as committed as players who are actually contracted to the club. Is that fair? Uh, well, you, you, you're only allowed to have five five loans in a match day squad. You can have seven in total, but only five in a match day squad. Uh, for me personally, from my experience, it depends on the players and it depends on their character. Um, we've been really, really lucky in, in, in our time um, in terms of the loans we've had. We had Emil Smith, Emil Smith Rowe on loan from Arsenal when we were at Huddersfield. 
Um, we had Trevor Chalaber from Chelsea on loan as well, both who, who have gone on obviously to play in the Premier League and Emil for England. Um, more recently at Portsmouth, we had Gavin Bazuna, who, who who's now now at Southampton. He was an incredible loan for us. We um we we, we picked him up. He'd he'd just been relegated at Rochdale, so he'd, he'd been on loan from Manchester City. Um, been relegated at Rochdale. They, 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 he actually lost his place in the team in the last eight games of the season. Um, he played for us, played forty six games for us. And uh, yeah, Manchester City ended up selling into Southampton for about fifteen million pounds off of the back of that. And uh, incredible boy, incredible mindset. I think he will go on and and have a have a, have a career right at the top end of the Premier League. Without that period with you, though, you do wonder whether he would have gone on and had the career. I just maybe maybe the club the the club that had the loan and gave the player the confidence back and sharpened them up should see a little yeah, bit of the spoils. I'm, I'm sure they don't. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I always say to, to, to our chief exec when we take players on loan that we should have some, maybe try to get to, to get some type of um, uh, uh, sort of terms in a contract where we get we get some payback if they do get sold on or if they do go and make a certain amount of games for the first team. Because there's no doubt that that the parent clubs have a huge part to play in their in their development and and ultimately. You know, if if there were some incentives for the for the for, for the for the club that had the player on loan, then then yeah, maybe that would encourage them to to, to work even harder with it with the young players. But no, for for Nicky and I, it's, it's always a privilege to work with with these young players. And you know, we had boys like Emil Smith Rowe. I can remember his first day at training. We were we were in a relegation battle at Huddersfield. It was really really tough. He he arrived in the January in a in a pivotal moment in our season, and he, he trained literally. We were playing Brentford on the Saturday. He trained on the Friday and he just he just lit the place up in training them he was such a quiet introverted boy but he'd, he'd step over the paint onto the pitch and what an incredible talent mm. just his ability to find space um, such an unselfish player player for one touch for, for such a young creative player you, you, you rarely see this and uh, no he was um, he was an incredible talent and, and you know what for, for Nicky and I sometimes you work with these young players and then even though they lack experience they, they actually teach you the game and you learn so much. You, you learn so much from, um, from from just just watching them and and, and, and seeing them work. You, you have to kind of do your work around their character as well. It sounds like uh, Emil Smithrow was a, was a great character, but there may be players who've been part of a first team squad at a Premier League club. They go down to the Championship, maybe or League One for experience, and the dressing rooms aren't quite as nice. The whole setup's not quite as nice, and they don't respond to that. So I guess when you have those conversations. Um, or they have to learn the realities of where they're playing quite quickly, I would think. They do, they do. And, and of course, you know, some of these young players at Cat One Academies, they, they're incredibly well looked after, pampered almost, and they don't always understand the realities of lower league football. Um, so I, I personally believe it's character building. I think, you know, for me, the, we like to work with young players that are humble, that, that that want to improve, and yeah, we would never sign a, a young player without without going to meet him, to go and speak to him, to try to understand him. Really, I think you know you're trying to build you're trying to build a connection with them, and you're trying to work out whether they fit within your dressing room, and also whether you 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 feel that you can work with that character and and, and help to get the best out of them. So so yeah, I think I think this is this is really important. But for for me. With young players in, in in their development pathway, as soon as they are ready to play senior football, as soon as they are physically mature enough, then they should get out and they should play, whether that be at the National League, League Two, League One, because it, you know, 
playing playing for points, playing in playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and with, with the games program that we have in the in, in the lower leagues, this can be a huge part of of a, of a young player's development. Yeah, the parent com- uh, companies, the parent clubs, often monitor, don't they? The loanies, they have sort of people yeah. whose job it is to see yes. how they're getting on, and they have to insist it's a good fit, don't they? Yeah. Because they, you know, they, do, they, but have you ever had a situation where the parent club is saying, well, you know, why is, do they do they come to you and say why isn't he playing, or you know, what what's happening with him? Yeah, absolutely. I think you have regular contacts with 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 the loan with, with the loan clubs. I mean, you know, Cat One Academy. So Trevor Chalibur would have been with us at, at Huddersfield. Um, he was obviously being he was at Chelsea. And Paolo Ferreira would regularly once a month come come to to our training ground, watch training, then watch the game on the next day. And he would you know would have would have hours with him sitting there. And I, he'd be he'd be wanting to know about Trevor, and I'd be picking his brains about Jose Mourinho and his uh, and, and, and his relationship with. Him and, and and how Jose worked and it was just um yeah Chelsea in particular were were, were outstanding to work with and, and Arsenal as well I mean so when when we signed Emil Smith Rowe part of the uh, part of the terms of his contract was was around the amount of minutes that he could play because he'd had a loan spell at RB Leipzig where he'd got injured very early in that loan because they hadn't quite got the load, his training load right and he was he was still quite young and quite fragile physically at Mill so we could only play him a certain amount of minutes during a during a week and and also we had to play him in the number 10 position um, or otherwise, there was kind. Of, there, there would have been um, there would have been penalties that we would have had to pay. Right. So there was all these stipulations around. And I can remember at Huddersfield, we play on a Saturday, and he would be invariably our best player. We'd then play on a Tuesday, but I could only play him sixty minutes on the Tuesday because this was like kind of part of the the, the stipulations of the contract. Mm. And I can remember I think I take him off at sixty minutes, and the Huddersfield supporters <laughs> <doing it. laughs> me a load of stick. Yeah, but, but this was just. This was just a reality, and for us at the time, we were, we were in a relegation battle, and we'd watched Emil a lot for for, for Arsenal's under twenty threes, and we knew he was exactly what the team needed, and and so it proved. He came in, he he was brilliant for us. He he actually scored the goal against West Brom that kept us in the division that year in our penultimate game, and uh, he was a, he was a pleasure to work with, and yeah, I'm really looking forward. You, you know, for us, for, for Nicky and I, we still speak to a lot of lot lot of the boys that um that have played with us, and it's been great to see that see a lot of them now playing in the Premier League and, and yeah, even for England. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Dan, Dan it's really interesting. Good good to talk to you. Your uh, daughter gets the Thank win this God. afternoon. We'll catch yes. up with you soon. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, Lovely speaking to you. Thank you. There we are. There's Danny Cowley, former Lincoln, Huddersfield and Portsmouth manager. That's interesting stuff. Yeah. About that. If you're a fan, you don't realise that. So when you've got a player on loan from the Premier League, and the gaffer takes him off. You think, what's he doing? He's our yeah, best player. That might be the reason. Maybe that might be the reason. Um, really yes, sort of, it's part of the Arsenal thing, isn't he? But he's not. Getting... No, he's, no, he's been injured a lot, he? and he's just coming back from injury. And there was a feeling he might start last night, but I think he came on. I think they're still kind of nursing him back. Yeah, yeah. Um, into, I mean, he's really sort of loved oh, by yeah. the Arsenal that fans. So, and they're always talking him up. He just can't get. As, as you know, the regular yeah. game time, but no, he's an excellent player. I do remember him at Huddersfield, did brilliantly. They had Dane Scarlett as well at Pompey, who they really trained on and has gone on mm. to Ipswich as well. So, yeah, they did some good work, uh, Danny and his brother there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, we do love an alternative sport on the show, and it's whether you, I mean, look, it's competitive, yes, uh, it drew big crowds in Vegas. So uh, whether it's sport or not, I don't know. Let's uh, let's find out because it is the 
Microsoft Excel World Championship. They went to uh, Vegas to conduct it, Andy. Yeah, no, I'm listening. Oh, I mean, uh, what do you like with an Excel spreadsheet? I made an absolute disaster, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think I've ever filled one out. <laughs> the producer said I had to tell him what it was earlier so I don't think you'll be competing for Great Britain um, let's find out more from uh, Andrew I'm more a PowerPoint man myself. you are that's right maybe that's the world championship for you uh, Andrew Gregor Junovich is the CEO of the Financial <laughs> Modelling World Championship good, good afternoon Andrew Hello. Uh, hello, Jamie. Good afternoon. It's a, yes, it was a great welcome. pleasure to speak to you. Um, and we Thank were quite you. taken with the idea of the Excel World Championship. Was this the first ever one or has it been going for some time? It's been going on for some time on the online version. So we started the tournament back in 2021. But that was the first year when this was, you know, in person, on site in Vegas. Right. And so what is the format? What, is the, what, are, the, what mm. do the contestants need to do to, to win the trophy? Uh, that's a 30 minutes uh, match typically and the contestants they need to solve different logical puzzles logical quest questions uh, and these could be like any sort like uh, starting from card games dice games uh, backgammon uh, we've had chess uh, we've had things like uh, you know just you know numbers game word maze uh, in the finals there was like a specific case uh, devoted to Eve online mining asteroids, uh, building spaceships, those types of things. All on and it, And they have 30 so. minutes to do that, yeah. Wow, wow, wait. What, what sort of people enter the competition? Uh, those are, well, we, if we were starting with uh, the, well, the, our organization is called Financial Modeling World Cup, so initially these were finance people, but as we moved into Excel world, uh, it's attracting more people with just just Excel skills. So these could be like engineers, mathematicians, statisticians, uh, whoever is good at Excel. And a, a bit like uh, wrestling and darts and other sports, um, everybody gets a nickname. Michael Jarman uh, was introduced. He's the British contestant. It was introduced as Michael the Jarman Army. <laughs> We had uh, we had Andrew the Annihilator and Guy who is from Australia. Uh, we had Jakob the Alchemist. So you kind of give them these WWE type names uh, as well, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it, it's not us; it's the fans or, or or the hosts who are doing that. But yeah, you're, you're right. By the way, uh, actually, Andrew and Guy, the winner, hmm. uh, he used to be representing the United Kingdom for couple of years uh, oh. before well he was studying in the in the uk but then he moved back to australia where he's coming from oh. so now it's australian thing. but you guys could could have won the world championship <laughs> we'll oh, claim it anyway we will claim it we tend to we, we played quite a lot of australians and south africans in their cricket team and, and conveniently forget that so we'll forget <laughs> he's gone back to australia Andrew, at the moment so what sort of crowds do you draw it was at the hyper x arena in las vegas how many people came to watch uh it's uh well, the arena is uh, it, it, it's a big one in terms of let's say if you compare it to other you know smaller arenas uh, for Excel uh, like for a typical cyber sports, but uh, uh, it drew something like a couple of hundred people there. Okay. So it's not like that big compared to I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, not the, super, example, it's right? not the Super Bowl. We appreciate that, but um, I take it a lot of people watched online. That's exactly the, the goal. So basically the main idea there for this particular arena is that uh, it's, it, it gives a, a great production value. And at this point, we're closing to 100,000 watch, uh, people watching that online uh, on, on our YouTube channel. Plus, there were definitely 
more views from uh, ESPN3. Yeah. That was on ESPN as well. And uh, yeah, they say they've all got their own followings. The crowds, mm. the crowds go mad. Um, oh and, yeah. And, and beyond this, then, um, do you have other events that you put on uh, along alongside the XL World Championship? Uh, well, ev- like for the whole season, like every month, there is the monthly stage. Uh, we call it like Road to Las Vegas. So basically, uh, those are the online stages that lead up to the. Uh, the big one yeah. and the people who win these uh, these online stages they just can qualify and take part in the, in, in the big event at the end of the year right. in Vegas and uh, we also do the financial modeling world cup that's more like finance oriented thing which is good in terms of that it's kind of flexible in time so you have like anytime you want like Friday, Friday to Monday when it's a stage again that's a, that's a monthly thing and uh, that's very very popular way yeah. to learn finance skills and also to improve and learn Excel. So all of these tournaments, that's a great way to, to train and to learn, which is basically was, what was the main thing when we started that as, as, as a training thing, but that has grew into it, you know, exceptionally uh, watchable, uh, you know, show. Well, if we've got math, finally we've got mathematicians and uh, accountants and everybody listening mm. today who w- want to get into competitive Excel spreadsheeting, what, what do they do? Do you have a website they can go to to find out more? Yeah, uh, the F, mworldcup.com that's yeah. the website where all these competitions are listed and uh, that, that's where we can have a look at that uh, review see some past cases tr- try to solve try to see how good you are or yeah what, what what's the format is all about uh, good Definitely stuff some samples Great yeah. to talk to you, Andrew. Fantastic. I'm going to try. So much. I'm going to try and get Andy, our own Andy Jacobs, in next yeah, year. So there we are, uh, Andrew Gregorjunovic, there, the CEO of the Financial Modeling World Cup. I give you Excel Vitzel. Uh, Come on, give us your spreadsheet sports people. <laughs> I think I think that's it, isn't it? There's nothing else. There's nothing else you can do well, with you that, never know. is there? <laughs> Other famous not. footballers you think could enter it? Yeah, is that what you're asking you're for possible, on a, yeah, on a, seems, on a punny basis? Seems highly unlikely. They'd have no excuse for their accounts not being great, Nick, that company, would they? The people that Andrew's company. But just like the idea of them turning up to the tax people with a big a cardboard box full of receipts. <laughs> yeah. that Actually, they're all over the place. Yeah. We'll go and sort that lot out. Anyway, um, mm. we're going to talk Newcastle a little bit later on. They have something of a big game this evening against uh, Milan. We'll speak to Amil Frenchy, podcaster, Broadcaster and Newcastle fan, I'm sure he'll be there uh, this evening. We'll also talk about the ground. That's that. That's still ongoing, about what they're going to do with mm. the stadium. And there's a few issues around sort of uh, redeveloping it or just knocking it down and starting again. And there's issues. It's a difficult thing. You know, they've got so much space they can work in because yeah. of where it is in the, in in the, the town. Yeah. But um, they have options, and I'm sure they'll come to the right decision. But we'll, we'll chat about that later on as well. Uh, plus, Tim Vickery joins us from Rio. We're here with uh, Tool Station. Uh, you can get 30% off power tools, electricals and plumbing in the tool station winter clearance event. We have a little bit of time, Andy, if you've, if you've got yes, anything for I us. Love I, this reader's offer really attracted me uh, yesterday, yeah. this time of the year. Mm. Uh, it's a watch, a special limited edition, uh, powerful uh, day-date watch. I won't name the actual watch. And okay. It's just tremendous. The number of watches available for this special offer is limited. Right. To enable others to benefit from this offer, we therefore re- request our customers not to order more than three. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? That's one way. That's clever marketing, oh, is isn't it? it? Oh, I was really wanted four as well. <laughs> it didn't fool me. Uh, the Chelsea players, uh, after losing at Goodison mm. the other day, uh, they had a Pascal Ching bonding session. They all well, went it's out. It's not and, a bad thing to no, do. They all went out. They felt that it was a good thing to do to get all the guys together. 
despite mm. a, uh, a defeat. They went off, uh, Andy. They made their way back to them. They went off to uh, um, the Mayfair restaurant Bagatelle. That's an old school, isn't it? Is it, it quite an old school yeah, one? Yeah, I think so. And then they went on to a Soho it used to be a nightclub. Club, I think, yeah. And that's, they went on to a club. I thought yeah. that Bagatelle used to be a club, but maybe this it's is a restaurant. Bagatelle yeah. restaurant Mayfair. Do you no, want to have a look at the menu? You know, they're not playing till Saturday, you know. Yeah. You can't do any harm, can you? What's all, you know, it can't get any worse, really. It was uh, it was organised, I think, by Rhys James, mm. who I, I don't know if he did much dancing at the nightclub. Probably not on his dodgy <laughs> hamstring. Uh, I wouldn't have thought. No, but, he probably uh, did. <laughs> would you like to know what the players feasted on, Andy? Oh yes, please. Tucked into in the tabloid vernacular. I'll please give you some of those. Me. Let's have a look at what's on the menu. They wouldn't have had cocktails, Andy, would they? Definitely not. No. Uh, uh, their signature dishes. Are uh, spunter potatoes. You ever had spunter potatoes? I haven't. <laughs> spunter potatoes stuffed with pan fried foie gras. for Leipzig. I think he potatoes. does. <laughs> Albufera truffle sauce. Tremendous. That's uh, one of the things you go at Bagatelle for. Maybe you'd prefer the whole free range chicken with tarragon and a salt crust with aromatic herbs. That does sound quite nice, actually. Yeah. Mm. And then for dessert, if you're going to go signature, you'll have the Javara. A chocolate pizza with uh, caramelised Piedmont hazelnuts. <laughs> I mean, it's a long way from Nando's where Jack Grealish took his family, wearing his monocle, of it's course. It's a long way from Noma's pop-up restaurant that I've got in front of me here. Yeah, who went there? Um, I yeah. think various food critics were invited. Three, lucky 374 diners were chosen to go and try this pop-up. Noma is a famous restaurant in Denmark where yeah. the food is quite odd I mm. think but uh, you could have had the uh, delicious ceviche of squid scallop and lobster dressed with Noma's forager's vinaigrette oh yeah and amplified by succulents I had a fiver on forager's vinaigrette <laughs> in the 215 at <laughs> I'm going for Cheltenham next yeah. year amplified by succulents foraged at Dover yeah a corn on the cob laced with wood ants you are yummy which give a citrus taste apparently and an umami rich syrup called dashi rdx who's eating this Various food critics. A tostada topped with octopus, hispy cabbage in fermented gooseberry paste, and a smoky pumpkin and dried tomato vegan XO sauce. Wow. And it goes on. Sounding good. Sounding good, Andy. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Colin Bell, says Neil in uh, Chester. We're looking for uh, sports people (laughs) to be involved (laughs) in the XL World Cup. Excelli Lalas, says G in Liverpool. (laughs) That's rubbish. Emmett. Uh, put Emmett Smith Rowe. I think you mean Emil. Uh, we're just talking about him. Uh, Rowe, as in R O W. That's basically just his name with an E off and his first name wrong, Sean. Put your back into it. Kenny Logan Rhythm says from the world of rugby. Long, yeah, yeah it doesn't really, really work, no, is it? I'm not sure this is. Anyway, Diego Formulan. Pretty goodly in Norwich. <laughs> and Sam Hyun Min, says Paul, the Russian and Diamonds fan. Oh, they're still coming in. Oh, really? Um, Danny Spreadshitu says... Uh, Pretty Gaz. good. Yeah, thank you for that. That's Gaz. quite good, actually. Uh, all right. You got a few in. I think that probably is it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was uh, our This Afternoon Unfolded. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Charlie Baker. Andy, you'll be here for the birthday spread. Yes, yeah. Looking forward to it. And then don't forget Friday, it's the big darts extravagans. Oh, yes. It's uh, many of the top names here at TalkSport going head-to-head at the Oki, so we'll be doing a special show for you on Friday. But tomorrow, all the usual rubbish, 
and uh, the birthday spread. Rubbish. Shuck. Yeah, well, yeah, let's be honest. Let's not talk it up. They've made a commitment to listen to a podcast. They must enjoy it, even if it is rubbish. Um, but for now, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 